mini golf is like the perfect thing for that. If anyone's looking for first date ideas. Me, me, me. You got a Kim, especially in the first nine holes, first sports was wiping my arm. Like, wiping the floor with me. Um, <laughs> wiping my what? Can we actually edit that out? <laughs> Why do you have to do that? Like... Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as the handsome and humble gent from God's Best Kids. Um, just before the episode starts, I need to make a quick apology. Due to Kim and I being in the same room, the audio, at least for me, is a bit subpar. I've tried to save it as best as I can. I even tried to re-record it, but it just sounded and looked fake. So you're stuck with this, sadly, but you can make out most of what I'm saying. It's just a, it's not the best sounding. And Kim is the star of the show anyway, and Offie Young is the one asking questions. So... For the most part, it really shouldn't matter. Um, so that being said, thank you for joining us and enjoy the show. Right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to God's Best Kids podcast. Um, today is a bit of a special one, I'd say. Um, I'm Harrison, as ever, I'm joined by Opium. And with us today, we have our producer, Kim. Um, I'm Kim. If you've been watching the pod for a while, you might know me as the producer, <laughs> as I am more often called than my actual name. <laughs> yeah, I help the boys with all the creative artwork and everything, and basically how the pod looks, how it's edited. I basically have the final say. That's me. Basically, she carries us. <laughs> so today, I, I, I mean, I'm feeling, I don't know where you would say we're yeah. from. Like, I would count it as the countryside. I don't know about you. Not where I live. I wouldn't say that. Kim, you've now been, like, part of my life long enough to get accustomed to the countryside. But you grew up in Eastbourne. A little town in East Sussex by the sea. What would you say is like the key difference? What like stands out to you the most about living in the countryside versus in a little town called Eastbourne? I don't know if it's just where you specifically live because it is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but the fact that you have to drive to the nearest shop has always been so strange. Like, there's nothing around you other than farm. <laughs> yeah, well, you can walk to the farm shop. But like a normal supermarket. Yeah. And not Tesco Express. Like, an actual big... Like, where you do your weekly shop, you have to drive, like, at least 15 minutes. Yeah, that's a bit... That is a bit rosy. I can't lie. That's long. Yeah, I feel like got like three Tesco's closer to your house than I have one. Yeah, like it would be impossible to live there without a car, or at least in your area. Yeah, even without like a driver license, like yeah, has to like get one straight away. Otherwise, it's just a bit long. 
Because I assume the buses aren't the best either. Like, we've been on a few together to and from town, but like, not I yet, can but... tell. Yeah. <laughs> I think Afyon's buses are worse than mine, to be honest. Your old ones, like New Venture buses. Oh, oh I forgot about them. They were terrible. They didn't even do contactless. So, like, I'd actually have to, like, get out like a fiver and then be like, a fiver to pay for one pound twenty journey or something. If I'm getting like a child single, that's so dumb. Um, but like now, <laughs> we moved up in the world. Do you know what I mean? We're drowning in buses. You got? I don't even know what that company's called. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're in charge of Chilton Railways, and Chilton Railways are good, even if they're striking today. So I can't get home. There's also like. Like academic strikes with like yeah. Mark. You guys only even gonna get your degrees. What, what a lovely thought for a Friday morning. <laughs> so, is that the weirdest thing that you would say about the country? Like, I don't know if it's the weirdest, but it's definitely like one of the first things I noticed when I started going up there. You know what the weirdest things to me is about Eastport? We went on a walk like two months ago, or maybe a month ago. Trail, the trail, which goes like for miles all the way up through like Hailsham or whatever. Like this little bit that we did is like this park. Or, it's called Ice, I think it's called a park. I don't know why it's called a park, but it's called a park. Um, on one side of you, you have a bridge, which is a dual carriageway. Just the whole time, all you can hear is cars. On the other side is a housing estate. That, like this is a park, right? Normally, in a park, you're shielded by trees. Yeah. Like, even if there's a housing estate there, you don't notice that. This housing estate is just open to see for everyone. And between you and this housing estate. Our pylons, like massive electricity pylons, that all you can hear the whole time is, and then like you walk, I don't know, five minutes longer, and this housing estate turns into train tracks. It's the worst walk and park I've ever been to. Like, there's, I don't know how you're meant to like be at one with your mind because. All I can think of is like, you know, this fucking electricity pylon next to me is going to turn me into the next Spider-Man or something. Like, that's just so weird to me. Yeah, I don't find that weird at all. That's just how I grew up. Like, I grew up in a house where I have a train track at the back of my garden. So I was going to sleep with like trains going past every night. Well, like doing work, and I can just hear trains going past. So, and we've definitely noticed that I don't get distracted by noise because I grew up with it. Yeah. Whereas when Harry hears the slightest noise, he will run to the window to see what it is. <laughs> okay, <I'm cutting> now. <laughs> It's just a normal thing. Like, I don't know how you, like, 
don't have noise in the background. Like it, that's like alien to me. You go on a walk around mine, unless you're within like half a mile of that main road. It's like adjacent with my road. Don't hear anything. Yeah, and I'm I'm not saying that's not nice because it obviously is. But when we go on a walk around mine, I'm not like each noise doesn't bother me. Like I, I basically feel the same because I can just block it out. Yeah. Um, yours is kind of too quiet. I can't lie, Harry. Like it's just like too quiet. I like the hustle and bustle stuff. My uni house, same as Kim's room, that big same distance away as well. I had a train line running around down the back of it. Feeling it probably didn't affect it. Like she stayed at her house, she knows. So like I assume it didn't really affect her. I stayed there for two years. Probably the last night of the second year, I stayed there. Still, if a train goes past, you hear it through the bed, the house fucking shakes. It's like if my neighbour slams the door too loudly, I am pissed. It's bad enough. <laughs> yeah, I can't okay. If these are the weird things about the countryside, what would you say is weird about the city then? Or is it all positive? <laughs> but it's definitely not all positive. I don't know if it is just the coastal thing or if it's just Eastbourne, but growing up there is not the most exciting thing. <laughs> There's not a lot to do as a teenager. There's a lot of... Like, Eastbourne is basically known as a retirement place because... Old people just move there and spend their days looking towards the horizon, out to sea, maybe buying a, a yacht or a boat, <laughs> living by the harbour. Playing like, tennis. Yeah, playing <laughs> Like our days out as teenagers is just sitting by the beach because there's not much else to do. Still haven't been to Eastbourne, you know. To be fair, I don't think I had it. Oh, I have actually. I went like when I was, I can't remember. I was young, but like, like grown. So like 10, I'd say. 10, 10 maybe? Like, no. Nah, just... At 10 years old. Hey, I, I'm not saying like I was a little, little rascal, but I'm saying. Um, also, you know, like those fun fairs, like there's a fun fair at Eastbourne. And I remember I wore this like, like turquoise polo. Uh, that's what fashion was like back back then. Do you know what I'm saying? Turquoise polo. And then the cargo shorts. Yep. And then some football trainers and just dripped out. Listen, I wasn't trying to impress anyone that day, just trying to do me. Polos and chinos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my most 
vivid, vivid memory is just a bird pooed on me and I was really upset. And I was like, yellow, like it properly stained like my whole thing. And just kind of, kind of just killed a day. Did you ever fix it? Nah, that, that poet had to go. <laughs> to go, man. See, so thank you, Miss Thorne. <laughs> like the one thing that hits the most is the driving standards. Like, driving I standards. I don't know if it's because we live where we live. We have quite nice roads for the most part. And Eastbourne's roads aren't how bad in fact. There's a lovely road to Beachy Head, which is like probably one of my favourite drives that I've done. But I don't know if it's because we have country roads so people are like trained to like know the size of their car and always be aware of it. But I am I get angry when I drive, as everyone tells me. Or, or you two tell me plenty. Um, but the reason I, ever, I only ever get angry when I drive is if I feel that someone's being, being a shit driver. Like, you, you don't have the right to like, put my life in danger. Um, yeah, I've been, yeah. One side, I hear it. I do, I do hear it. But like at the same time, I feel like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like, like I've been in a car where you're moaning. I'm like, to be fair, I probably would have got a bit slower there as well. I can't lie, I would have been because like I'm not accustomed to like country roads like you are. Like I do not, I do not know what size my car. <laughs> so like. If you were driving in front of me, I feel like, and like you did know who I was, I feel like you'd be fuming. <laughs> you'd actually... I, followed, no, I followed you before and I thought, man, this guy could hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because like, you just don't know what's coming around the corner. Like, it's natural, man. Like, imagine you come out, you whiz around the corner, and then they're just like people walking. Like, that's the case. And all that things come flying to the front of the car. No, that happens regularly. Um, I'd, I'd just say, though, like, the Eastbourne roads, they are wide. There's so much room in the roads. In and I've never been in a place in my life that like, pretty much every road that you drive on, you encounter at least one idiot who like, just does something that's... It's not about like speed or anything. It's purely about like you know pulling out on you when you're like meters away, like just drifting over to the other side of the road, not indicating, and just changing a lane in front of you so you have to slam the brakes on. Like basically, almost hitting your car many, many times. Like never seen a people. I don't know what what goes on with the people in Eastbourne. I don't know if they're just like. <laughs> all focused on the sea or something or the radiation from the bloody electricity pylons has got to them but like when they're driving they're just not there to be fair come on man there's an aging population man it's like what average age 65 or something like you gotta cut them some slack do you know what I mean what do you guys think of the whole debate about like um it's not really a debate because like no one actually chats about it but should like older people no one chats about it anymore. Like, I've not even heard about it in like a couple of years. 
But also, should older people like, over 60s, 65s like redo their driving test? Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Do yeah. you think so? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think so. It's just for the safety of others, isn't it? Because, like, it's actually more dangerous to go slowly on certain roads than it is to go, like, really fast. Mm. Yeah. I'll see eyesight and stuff like that. Do you deteriorate as you get older? Yeah. Listen, I've been speaking to the streets, so people really want to know how you two met, man. Come on, is it like Romeo and Juliet or what? Like, do you know what I mean? That's what the streets really want to know. As nice as Eastbourne is, like, come on. <laughs> Do you want to tell it? That's not really much to tell. <laughs> it's not. What? So it wasn't like modern day Hinge or Tinder? Little online date? A lot more simple. Yeah, like very simple. Like, like weed, being, I guess, friends on probably via Instagram. Just like, however, for years. Just like, like we'd always go along quite well. And always like, you know, chatting about me and up. And then, because neither of us drove. So, like, I'm not yeah. getting the train to Eastbourne. Nah. I don't journey. Yeah. I don't really know what happened. We've always chatted as friends, and one day, you know, I kind of changed the um, the temperature of the conversation. And I think within a month, we had our first date in Hastings. Oh, that's lovely. What'd you do? We played a bit of mini golf and went to this really, really nice pizza place called Manelli's. Like, shout out, Manelli's. You can't pick a table. It's turn up first come first serve. Like if there's a table there, you're lucky. It's, it's always full somehow. Oh, yeah, I won the mini golf. Free glass of milk from something like I ate a load of chili peppers on the pizza. Because you know, being a hard man on the first date. Yeah, I love when the waitress laughed at you. Yeah, this was our first date, and she came over and she was like. You guys look so good together. Uh, imagine if you like friends. Oh, this is like proper Italian. Yeah, right. There's like proper Italian auntie kind of lady. Like, yeah, comes over all like, oh, you guys, you're so, you're so pretty, you're so lucky. And then they ID oh. us for the wine. <laughs> and like, the guy looks at my ID, and then looks at Kim's, and he just went. Yeah, I don't know what that was meant to mean. But... Yeah, what, what does that mean? I don't know. Then I think, then I think you said, "Well done." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Kim, what's your version like? Because sometimes when people tell these stories, you know, we could, they could half-ass the truth. Did you? Did he really win? It's quite similar. There's a lot of little bits and pieces, but that is the like overview of it. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, friends for like four or five years. Um, and then started actually talking properly, getting to know each other over summer. And then the rest is history. Yeah. Wait, so it was the first day, the first time you actually met on that? Yeah. Oh, wow. That is so risky. That is brilliant. Imagine they turn up and you're like, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well Kim, Kim had the view and I agreed with it. But like, I never really thought about that much, which is like, in her mind, even if we didn't like, hit it off in that way, like, she was meeting someone she had known for like four five years that like, was always a good friend. So, the worst case, you're, like, oh, you're just making a new friend. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah like, I, don't, I don't think we necessarily even called it a date other than like, I guess sort of as a joke, like it was kind of a day because we were getting to know each other, but we definitely didn't put any pressure on it being like an actual first date. Yeah. And mini golf is like the perfect thing for that. If anyone's looking for first date ideas. Me, me, me. No, that's bagging. Mini got I'm not being I'm not playing got for a second actually. Well we played yesterday. Oh uh, who won? We don't need to talk about that. We don't need to talk about it. We don't, but we will because <laughs> so we um did two courses like we were in Birmingham and stuff into Birmingham. Seven hours to kill because we were watching. Uh, we got there at like 12 and we went to see Noel Miller. It's a live comedy show. Everything is fucked, which we will get onto later, I'm sure. But, um, it, so we had like this time to kill and just walking around the boring sort of golf place. And like, so we had a five guys that we never had to the golf place. Um, and I feel like part for this game, so the first round. Kim, especially in the first nine holes, first course was wiping my arm, like, wiping the floor with me. Um, <laughs> wiping my what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never done that. Just <laughs> oh. we'll see. I've seen a bit too She like won the first course quite comfortably. But well actually only was by five, but the gap at first was a lot bigger and she kinda let herself down in the way she closed off the course. Um so then I had a point to prove in the second. And afterwards, adding it all up, I did all mine up first. I got 40. This is an 18 course hole. Yeah. She reached 40 by the 10th hole. It's banging. So you can. Oh, why did you have to say it like that? <laughs> what, me or him? No, 
That's not nice. Oh, that, nah, listen. I don't know what to say to you, but. <laughs> Look, I, I played the most sublime. Especially the second half of that course. I got two on every. I didn't get less or more than two on a single hole. Yeah. Which is what I call a perfect game. Single four on one. I'm sitting in the second. Second quarter. Are you both quite competitive? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Like, no, she is because we played the last time we played so before this was in bar. And I think we were like five holes in. And she was already basically saying that we'd be here. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely less competitive than you. Name child. Nah, kid. Like she's like a silent killer in the terms like, I was bare trash talking her when we were playing like NBA or something, and then she just actually just wipes my ass. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just wiped the floor with me. Um, yeah, she, 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 she gave it as good as she got it. Yeah, that is banging. You wouldn't want to play me in anything. I don't think you would. Not, not, not because like I'm incredible. Because like, I'm not like mini golf. You, you both will probably beat me, but yeah, yeah, we've got to make it a bit of a fight. I remember your scummy thief in that. Oh, that was brilliant. The one time you beat me, Jean. Oh, I would definitely beat you now. Like, you said that last time. No, no, no. But like, I've got like months of training and experience, learning from the best. Do you know what I mean? Under like Pep's guidance. You like, haven't been playing with me. That's not possible. Watching you two play FIFA is like two little baby brothers fighting over something. It is so stupid. Mm. <laughs> how, how competitive you two get. Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, but come on, man. Yeah, I'd actually look. I'd actually bet on something that you'd actually not beat me now, like right now. But that's a, that's obviously something for another day. You both are probably better than me at like video games. Like, Kim, I heard you're really good at that. Um, NF NHL, the ice hockey one. Oh, uh, me. Yeah, apparently you're bang. You could say that, yes. <laughs> He's so humble compared to this guy. No, I, I literally don't know how that game works. Like, Harry's better at it than I am. Mm, you could just say that about anything. That's Ooh. not true, though. Spatial awareness. Mine is fine, thank you very much. <laughs> Did you have a family computer growing up? Uh, yeah. You just played a part of this show last night. Oh, who, who was this person you had to see? Yeah, he's, he's American. He's Noel Miller. Um, do you know Cody Co? You must know Cody Co. Oh, that's amazing, right? Well, it's Cody Co's like other half. Like, like 
Wait, is she American? Yeah, he is. No, like other business half, not other. You're my Noel Miller. To my okay. Cody Co. If I was, and he would think like Cody Co. I'm obviously not because I don't have any characteristics with him. This is a safe space. <laughs> you know, I'm the only computer was quite, but he's he's that's that's a really good show to be fair. Like. It's one of the better comedy shows I've seen to Um It's really funny because he, he's also a YouTuber, so that people expect it to be like his YouTube videos, and it's nothing like his YouTube videos. But yeah, he's working on family computers. Where was your family computer situated? Like, was it against the wall and like you had this space behind you? Or was it like your back to the wall? I think it was against the wall. Yeah. Why is that not the right answer? No, that's, that's very. So that's like what the whole joke was about, like our generation of spatial awareness because at every second you have to like being aware of who's around you. So the second you click on that risky link that like Right. Yeah, I get it. Why did you guys go see him? Like do you already know about him or what? You like big fans? Oh I can take this one. I'd say Harry is the bigger fan. Like between us, but we both watch his videos, we both enjoy like his sort of humor, and we both enjoy the videos he makes as well. Like, they are they are funny, they are very you have to have a certain type of humor yeah. to enjoy them, and we definitely saw that at the show yesterday. Quite dark, quite dark. Um. Really? Don't think I like uh, it. I think we were kind of living and ahhing about going. And mm. then. What's that? Was it just the price of it? Or... Yeah, I think so. I, yeah. Because I had to come up to Birmingham for it as well. Oh. I, I'd say it, is, it was a bit on the pricey. It was quite pricey. Um, I mean, I. I, I'd say it was worth it, but no, I just heard someone else say it wasn't. So. I'm happy that we went, and I'm glad that we decided to go. Yeah, because I was, I was, did enjoy it, and we made a nice day out of it as well. It is still on the pricier side, I would say. Like, mm-hmm. To watch someone talk for like an hour, an hour and a half, and. I think that's the thing with like any comedy show that I feel like you are just paying someone to like make a few jokes. Yeah. Like it, it does feel weird. Whereas when you're watching like a music show or an artist, you're actually watching them perform. Yeah. But like I said, I am glad that we went and I don't, I wouldn't say it was a waste of money. Like it was a good night. It was a good day. Just still think it is on the pricey side, especially yeah. considering the fact we didn't even go for the like pricier ticket. I really, yeah, I would say on the other side of that, like you ask why we went, and I think the pushing factor was this guy is American and. This is the 
first time he's been in this country in the last six years and he's like he's never here and if you don't see it now like you you don't know when if you will again because also he is like an internet personality at the same time so what he wants to do changes from like day to day like he's a creator so he might be doing stand-up tours now but in like two years time he might completely deviate away from that to like do whatever else he wants to do and find success that way so i think it's like yeah for me at least it was like, if i don't do this now i'm probably so I might as well do it now. Yeah. It was a bloody good show. I was you guys surprised. Oh, really? Was there not like, a, I swear with comedy shows, I swear it's like intervals. Like the ones I went with you, right? With your parents. Was there not an interval? Mm. I feel like there was. I feel like there was for that one, yeah. Russell Kane. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if that's maybe an English thing, <laughs> Not sure. Um, but no, there wasn't an interval because we, like Kim, went off and five minutes left. And I wrapped the second he said thank you. I was on the other side of the theatre, moving the toilets. And so I had to like be cool and was just smiling. And because I, my way through the crowd I was like sorry but I wasn't sorry because me if I don't get past you I am pissing one comedian that I really want to see is do you know like Josh Berry mm-hmm. he's the one that's like basically makes fun of posh people you definitely say nah like he's like oh he's like Blojo and all that do, do you not know him no uh, well, I really want to see it. I think you really like him, actually. Um, I feel like I recognise him, but... He slightly looks a bit like you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jim, the reference. Mm-hmm. I do recognise him. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I recommend just, like, flicking through his Instagram, maybe listening to a few of his skits. Um, it's pretty decent. But apart from you guys, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You guys should go to that uh, one pound, like comedy, like underground club thing in London. Mm-hmm. Where like, we have haven't like, actually spoken about that. Yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. I've not been, but like, <laughs> I, like the concept sounds really good. So yeah, <laughs> I yeah it does. It's it's the one that like Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock turned up to one. It's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, it's where like, like you said, those big comedians practice like their new content or whatever. So like, it could just be a really famous person there, and you're just paying a pound. Yes, perfect. Um, I think we should all go together. Actually, I'll bring a date. Different. Tom <laughs> Phillips, <laughs> you're cool now. I mean, he, he really wants to meet Kim, to be fair, so. Ish, ish, bring ish, as a thank you. I paid for it. With you guys, the GPK4. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the team. 
the TV. Kim, what did you think of Ish episode? Did you enjoy it? Oh, do you not? No, it's mine. Don't worry. <laughs> I usually, I usually do watch them. Like it feels, it feels weird watching them when I'm like with Harry. Yeah. So if an episode comes out like the week I'm spending with Harry, then I usually don't watch it. And he usually edits them in front of me anyway, and he like does the clips and whatever in front yeah. of me. So I hear most of it without watching it. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really entertaining. There was a lot of good clips that came out of it. A lot of, yeah, interesting facts. Some that will never see the light of day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I trust. Badly. Can't believe it. Yeah, well, exactly. Him. Like, some people will see that, that, is, that is the good thing about being a producer. You do get to see all the behind the scenes. Yeah. All the stuff that doesn't make the final edit. Kim, you're quite creative now if you're doing all the... So that's got nothing really to do with your degree. I always like... I, I'm always quite intrigued because a lot of people don't... would probably say like they don't like their degrees or like would want to do it in like the long term. So is this like something you like you'd want to do in the long term in terms of like just being creative and editing or well they are obviously like complete opposites basically um if anyone doesn't know i do a biomed degree very academic anyone that you tell but if, if someone asks me what degree i do and i say biomed they're like oh wow <laughs> It couldn't be me. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't know. I think I've always had a creative side. Like, I did art for GCSC. I just think um, school almost ruins how you do art. Like, it's not, you don't do it for yourself, basically, when you do it at GCSE or. I assume even A-level, like, there's always a brief to follow, there's always a structure that you need to follow, like, mm. I don't know if it's changed since I did it, because obviously it's been a few years, but we had to, like, look at different artists, but then our final piece would only revolve around those artists. Like, you couldn't really add any of your own work or any of your own ideas. Like, mm you had to take components of every artist and then make it into one piece as your final project. So it almost sucks the creativity out of you because it's all just yeah. set out. Um, but I think, especially being with Harry, since he's obviously an actual creative, <laughs> like an established creative. Oh, yeah, he's Chuck my point in that she is better at what I do, to be honest. So, uh, no, I think in terms of us working together, like especially on the podcast, um, Harry is the one that comes up with the main idea. I just do the final tweaks and like polish it up. Yeah. 
but I, I enjoy it. It's like an outlet for me because obviously the work I normally do day to day is so textbook heavy, lecture heavy. Yeah. And yeah. just like staring at graphs and big <laughs> chunks of text. So yeah. it's it's nice to just be playing around Adobe and helping Harry edit and making stuff. And it's always been something that I feel like I've struggled with, like trying to find a hobby outside of a degree is like, I don't know how you two felt throughout uni, but I always feel like you get so sucked into your degree that it's hard to find anything else that you genuinely enjoy, like that's separate to your degree. Mm. When we started this, I was pretty, pretty, I was really pleased because then it's like something else I'm doing as well. It's not my degree. And it's like, I only saw the benefits of doing this, like just making me more versatile, like I learned and bare new skills and like just like marketing this and obviously like marketing myself as well. Like, yeah. And like, it's just nice to chat to, to you every week because like, we don't really see that each other that often anymore. I, I sometimes write about it. Like, we're not trying to do anything with this podcast. Like at the end of the day, I'm basically just catching up with my mate every week. But because we don't see each other, because he's you know hundreds of miles away, it's so it's yeah. It's right. So this is the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, defo. That's that's safe for me. Like, yeah. Although I joke about Spotify <laughs> for the deal, that bit's not a joke, really. But. <laughs> <laughs> But no, on a serious side, like, yeah, I'm not even, I don't mind where this goes, but I'm just, like, enjoying it week by week. Like, I get, like, positive research and reaction from it as often. Heads at uni, like, pe- people want to come on and, like, yeah, everyone's pretty supportive overall. And, like, like I was saying to you this week, like, it's, it's just, like, really brave to do, like, for anyone that comes on. Like, even one time, like, that's, that's so, that's sick. Ninety percent of people don't come on. Like, won't come on. Like, that's brilliant. And this, and this isn't easy to be fair. Like, you can't really ever truly prepare for it. I mean, yeah. Both me, both me and you are fine now. I don't know how you felt. I think we've spoken about it before, but I always was like, say for the first five episodes at least, I was like, every time I was not confident, I was nervous. Didn't, like feel comfortable even when we were doing it i didn't like yeah. know what to say what not to say like it's it's a testament to anyone who does do it because especially in the world that we live in today like not only is putting yourself out there has always been like a thing that's impressive like at this point you're actually like risking stuff like the world changes so much like yeah you're right the world is changing and it's nice to see like we're all adapting to like the new technology and us as well. Since we have a woman on the podcast for like the first time, is there anything that, because like Kim says that our podcast is quite boyish, so is there anything for the boys versus the ladies or anything you want to ask on behalf of the boys as we have a woman present? Who should play on the first date, Kim? I, I always say half. I don't expect anyone to for me 
because I think I I personally find that weird like expecting someone to just do it for you especially when it's like your first time meeting like our first date was hard yeah and ever since has been yeah yeah just everything and I personally I know there's like there's a lot of girls that like just expect it and if they don't then it's like a red flag to them which i've never really understood inflated self-worth yeah i don't i don't really have you kind of put on the spot but i don't <laughs> i have one i mean this is like for the 13 year old boys really but <laughs> <laughs> like him you've seen me get punched like hitting the balls a few times since we've been together Mm-hmm. Who buy him? Oh, not me. Oh, that like <laughs> had a silence there. I was like, was it, "What's going on?" <laughs> I've never. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've had a funny. Um, so a lot is made about. I know you can't speak about, for example, pregnancy, because I was made about being punched in the balls versus the pain pregnancy. And I hope you can't speak to that anyway. One thing you could speak to is period pain. And seeing seeing how a man goes down when he's been nutcracker, do you compare that to, like, in your mind, where do you think they rank against each other? I absolutely... I absolutely hate this question because I think it is such an unfair comparison. Like, yeah. Firstly, if you get kicked in the balls, it how long does it take you to recover? Ten minutes. Right. Whereas, like, I'd say, yeah, fair enough, being kicked in the balls is probably more painful than a singular cramp. But... <laughs> Imagine that cramp going on for seven days. It wasn't meant to be a scientific question. You're asking a scientist. That's true. With periods, it's more the accumulation of everything. It's not about like one cramp. It's not about one mood swing. It's the fact that everything's happening at once and you're also constantly bleeding and you you just have to go about your day-to-day just the same and basically ignore it or do whatever you can to be like normal still um like there was a there was a video on buzzfeed like when buzzfeed was like the main thing on youtube like years and years ago and they basically put like a tube of fake blood in guys underwear and they had it like leaking throughout the day and they were going absolutely insane like they were going to the toilet every like 10 minutes to check if they were leaking or not and this is just the bleeding part of it like that's minus the cramps the headaches the back pains the like all the other symptoms you get with periods there's your answer be nice to women 
the crabs alone, I probably just couldn't deal with. I can't lie. Yeah. Like, I get crabs in football. I'm like, this is crazy. I cannot like, <laughs> and that's for like an hour, and then I'm like, yeah, safe. Like going through this will be it's a bit long. Yeah. Um, if my calf cramps up, like you know, half an hour, that's that's long enough for me. Yeah. Shout out women for burdening our pain. Yeah, be a regular on the show. Is that an invite? No, it's just a question. Um, I wouldn't mind doing this again. I think it's quite fun. Yeah. Do you listen to any podcasts yourself? I have, but not. I'm not a regular listener of podcasts. I much for you. Other than this one, of course. Much for you. I'm that... a regular listener of this one. I was Jeez. thinking. Sorry. No, you go. You go. No, you go. She also listens to TMG Studios podcast every week. Who's that? Um, mm-hmm. no- Noel Miller and Cody Go. Oh, I see. Well, I listen to them because you either have them on or you send me like a specific part that you feel like I need to watch. Yeah, and you always but... need to watch it. Your life has always improved. <laughs> I think I just never find, like, I never find the right time to listen to a podcast. Yeah. easy. I feel, if I'm like, oh, I want to listen to something, or I want some, like, background, like, something, I'll just always resort to music. I feel like with a podcast, it's like, it's like watching a film or watching a video, like, you actually have to concentrate still. That's true. Especially like, you know, those self-improvement ones. Like Stephen Bartlett. <laughs> I just mentioned that because I know you man don't rate, don't rate that. But um, I was actually thinking, I was actually just going to ask, like, what actually makes a podcast good? Like, is it a podcast, do podcasts only become like big and famous because of the heads that started? Like, it tends to be like just famous people already that started. So um, I was talking to Kim about this yesterday. And, um, so there are two ways to get a podcast big, and yet personal this is one. For example, the TMG podcast that I watch. I knew of Cody and they went up before they started TMG. And I just watch it because I'm invested in them as people. So it's like nice to watch. It's the same with the Always Sunny podcast. Like it's the cast of Always Sunny. They're people that like I find funny interesting and engaging so I'm happy to watch them but then the other side is like people that don't already have a base or have a smaller base and the, the way that I get successful like for example if we were to be successful um, realistically we need quite a bit of a niche right and it's not even just a broad niche like if we spoke about football for example and that was it if I agreed with a football focused podcast that wouldn't be enough. Like, it would have to be a specific part of football. Like, would we want to focus on Syria, for example, or would we want to focus on the background of managers and, like, just telling different stories of managers and yada, yada, yada. Like, you need need it to, if you really want to grow it, yeah, it's either personality-based just on people, your fans, basically watching you that already care about you, or you grow by bringing just something that's not done. Like you 
by growing, like giving a load of information about a specific section of information. Like I used to watch um, this podcast called Donut, which is a car podcast. And um, they would tell you like the backstories behind like some of the biggest, like most interesting stories in cars, like the star of Ferrari, for example, and how Valve got founded, stuff like that. And so their niche is that. And for example, that's probably the reason that we're where we are in terms of the podcast. Like, I don't think we really have, if we want to keep doing what we do, the ability to grow that much in terms of an audience because we're not famous. I don't think either of us really ever intend on being famous. And we don't have a niche. Like, we kind of just do everything and I think both of us enjoy that too and it's like it is nice to do everything and I don't like, like about everything we kind of bounce around niches like we we spent like the first few weeks on self-help then we kind of went to social comment or celebrity commentary almost and then it went to fashion and then it went to like sports and then it went to political commentary like we seem to have like a cycle of three or four episodes yeah, and we go to like the next topic that we're interested in. Yeah, <laughs> so I just laughing at the celebrity, celebrity one. I remember in like where we started, <laughs> just blind yeah, West at all sorts of never made the cut. <laughs> yeah, that's when Kim's editing skills were needed the most. <laughs> I think I think Kim has saved us both. You saved me for. I don't know. I don't know what the man would have done to me. That was the hardest I've had to work for a podcast. <laughs> just re-watching it every time. <laughs> yeah, sorry for that. Sorry about it that. Just, it, would, it would mostly just be like, is this allowed? Yeah. <laughs> like, will I get cancelled for this? <laughs> Bro, those celebs, once they come after you, it'll just be long. <laughs> Little me, like, why would you come after me? We don't do anything. It'd be amazing if either of us got cancelled. Like, because how can you cancel something that doesn't actually even exist yet? I should have got evidence. Then I could have been like, "Yeah, I'm not. I can't say it, can I?" But like, you know what I mean? <laughs> this is just ambiguous to the people. Well, I think we need to move on to other weeks, as we are running out of time. Okay. So, so guests first. Kim, who is your winner of the week? My winner of the week is Andy Murray. We are all tennis fans here. Yeah. But I think even if you weren't, you have probably heard of the name Andy Murray, especially if you're British. He recently won his first title since 2019. Last week, I think it was, at the ATP Challenger event. I think that's a pretty big deal for anyone who is a fan of him. Um, he's always obviously been injured for quite a while and dropped through the rankings quite quickly because of it. Basically, just hasn't been breaking through any of the top players. But he has recently been playing some amazing points, some amazing matches and you can definitely tell he's still fighting for it like he is oh. 35 now he's 
probably should be quite close to coming out of the game, but he is still going. He is still really pushing through. And his comeback from, what, like a hip surgery has been amazing. He's still getting through to like quarterfinals and like, getting quite far in tournaments, even if not winning them. But yeah, this one just means a lot because... We can always say that we do love Andy. When he's not Scottish. When he's not Scottish, yes. <laughs> My win of the week. Week. I've got a shout out TP. That's my housemate, Ted. Um, he put Two us on the... He's in a row, you know. Serious. <laughs> uh, shout out, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Ted, he put us on the... Whole, he kind of urged us and nudged us to do the whole um, Spotify, like put the podcast yeah. on like Spotify side. So, and then here we are. So yeah, I think Ted is fully des- deserving of that this week. Thanks, Ted, because yeah, I kind of needed my ass kicked in that. I've always meant to do it. I just never fully did it. But you know. If you so wish, you will be listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts because as the time this comes out, all of our episodes will be on there. Um, my winner of the week is Mike Tindall. I don't know if you saw the Coronation concert off your... No, I didn't. Okay, so this man, Zara's husband was watching this massive performance from all these superstars, whatever, for his coronation. And like, the cameras could not get enough of good old tins. Like, he was just dancing and singing nonstop. Um, he is one of, I mean, he's one of the 2003 Rugby World Cup winners. This man is like a legend, but he always comes across as really nice and like, really, he's just a funny guy. And mm. He proved that with his impeccable dancing and singing. And it was just a joy to behold. It's nice to see people living life effortless, basically. So, so they got tins. Um, Kim, we are going to need your loser of the week. You. Poor, poor Olivia. And if you don't know who Olivia is, it is Harry's beloved car. Oh, what? <laughs> With two visits to QuickFit in the space of a few days, <laughs> with two different flat tires. Oh no! Poor Olivia had to get a new tire, and I feel like I'm also a loser in this situation because it always seems to happen when I'm in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Anything that has gone wrong with Harry's car in the past two years, it's been with me in the car. So, yeah, me, me and Olivia are the reason together. Just You're just fighting for your man. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> they do get jealous of each other. Who's <laughs> <laughs> your leader of the week? It's just the, I'm just recycling them. Because, like, I can't lie, it's the Met Police again today. (laughs) I I saw you like this tweet as well, but 
I saw like two Met uh, police officers have been sacked for punching and kicking a 14 year old boy during his arrest before lying about it in statements. Like, did you see them shoot that dog? Yeah, I did. Like, really I've said. So, mine is capitalism. Um, because yeah, I didn't want to do Met police again. So, because that was mine last week. So, it's someone else just going to do Met police, obviously. Um, my mine is capitalism, and even though I support capitalism, like I don't know if I'm gonna get, if I'm gonna make my way in life, it's the capitalism. But there's just something wrong with the current, like for so many issues that we face as a society these days are purely from profiteering and like the fact that everyone always. I've spoken about this before, like. CEOs are based unjudged on growth. Like talking about like Tesco's opening new stores like within you know half a mile of their other store because it's the only way for their CEO to show that yeah look we're expanding all the time. Like you don't need to expand if you're making billions of pounds a year and that like income isn't going anywhere. You don't always need to grow. Sometimes you only need to maintain it. Like, you don't need to shut down that local corner shop by like opening a Tesco and giving it all this competition that everyone's now gonna to go and shop a Tesco and take food off the table for like a local family. Like you don't need to keep doing this over and over again until you are the only company that anyone thinks of. And I'm not this isn't just named Tesco, this goes for like most companies that just they grow and then they don't there there no longer seems to this point of like satisfaction like I want to be a business owner and I know where my businesses are going to be like they're not going to keep going forever there'll be a point where like if you are genuinely going to be damaging people by growing anymore hearing from certain things then it's not worth doing it yeah I think we're in the worst stage of capitalism ever known um, the greed the, like the greed and the need for profit has gone way too far the people are starving people are hungry and it just keeps on going I think we're the highest number of billionaires ever or whatever and um, like the 1% are richer than I don't know the stats anymore but it's the worst stage ever. That when you're making this money, like, where's where's the name like want or need to give it back? Like give something back. Like I swear, I swear, society used to run on this thing of like goodwill. Like it's what I love about where I like live, for example. The business owners, you know them by name, would be in like someone they know or value get on with and you give them continued service they give you things back like they care about their bottom line because it's how they live but they also care about their customers and it's like we'll give you stuff for free they'll give you stuff off they'll buy you presents if you're like that level of a customer right that's that's the, that's the human thing to do is look after the people that look after you and the companies in this country don't do that often as often as they should. 
people at the bottom still getting left be- left behind or not. We used to live to serve others, and I think we should serve others as opposed to serve our needs and our own pockets. Like the king. Shell in one quarter, they made like seven billion or something. That's one quarter. That's yeah. mad. That's three months. Crazy. Dickhead. What is your check of the week? The check of the week is lights up by Fred again. Harry's basically been having to listen to it quite a lot because of me. I got I've got it stuck in his head. That's how catchy it is. Like his genre is electronic, which I wouldn't say I'm necessarily the biggest fan on fan of, especially listening day to day. But I watched his tidy desk and it was genuinely amazing. Like he wrote in the comments that he spent um like several weeks trying to figure out how to make each sound in person because obviously Tiny Desk is live. Yeah, to make electronic music just with like I think he had like a piano, he had the table, he had like just little things and he was able to make his songs like sound amazing still. And yeah, it was great. If you are going to listen to Fred again. I really recommend to watch the Tiny Desk, but Lights Out is my current favorite. Not even listen to him the first time. Why would I listen to him again? What insufferable! I'll listen to what? it. Don't worry. It's so harsh. <laughs> insufferable. I knew, I knew you were gonna make the joke. I saw you laughing before I even finished talking. That's a good joke. Um, what's the um, You say you will listen to Fred again, but what have you been listening to this week? You know, Bakar? Baker? Yes. We love him. Yeah. I just start. Well, my song of the week has stopped selling her drugs just because, like, obviously it's not a new song, but it just came out, like, shuffled this week and it just came and I was like wow what a song like just reminds me of a certain period so yeah and I actually realised he's actually pretty big now like he's huge mm. like, like 9 million monthly listeners that mm. that's serious yeah. whereas I was on him like way back but fair enough to everyone that's found him now I'm one of the newbies uh, Kim introduced me. Yeah, mine is. I'd say someone who I would class as similar. Back up in terms of actually a really big artist that like people don't really think of them as a big artist. Is Sampa the Great? Um, and my track of the week is Diamond in the Rough because. Okay, well, I nearly chose Misunderstood by Little Sims for the same reasons I'm about to say the Diamond in the Rough is my track of the week. But uh, sometimes, uh, I guess it's probably going off the back of my leaves for the week, but like, life is just a bit tough sometimes. Like, mm. we, we can all feel a bit like Danny Cho, you know? And these songs, but specifically Diamond in the Rough, it's a bit about self-love, like, you know? Yeah. 
you are going to get there. You are going to be okay, and you're better than you think you are, and better than people give you credit for. It's all right. That is my track of the week for that reason. Yeah, that's lovely. Kim, your audio visual of the week that isn't C. That's it. It's not B. Maybe if I was on last week, it might have been. Um, my audio visual is the Noel Miller show yesterday, last night, as we've talked about already. Um, everything is fucked, yes. Um, I don't really know what else to say about that. I think we've talked about it quite a lot already. But I think one of the most interesting things was the the range of people that were there. Like I don't think either of us knew what to expect in terms of like the kind of audience that we had or like the kind of audience that would go to one of his shows at least. And it, it was very, I don't even know how to explain it. It was a big, big mix of people. And from what he said, he made it sound like he actually had more women fans than men because he said something along the lines of, and all you boys here have been dragged along by your girlfriends. And like, at least for us, it's the other way around. Yeah. There was there were a lot more women than I expected. Yeah, like it was probably a 50 split, but kind of like... Mm. And women. Lots of 500 girls as well. Yeah. Which was surprising. Because this guy like, basically makes masturbating and sex jokes quite a lot as well. But... It didn't, it's, 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 his jokes aren't, I feel like they're not very female. Regardless of that, it was a very good show. It was very funny. Um, obviously quite dark, as he said, but it was very good. Um, I think it definitely exceeded expectations. Man, that's been through some shit. Mm. That's why it's really dark. Um, that's why it's called everything is fucked. Like you learn some stuff in that show that he's never spoken about before. Probably won't in the public eye, I assume. Um, I'll be on, on a lighter note, hopefully. What's <laughs> your audio visibility? <laughs> well, mine is actually um what's it? Full swing on Netflix. It's like the golf version of Drive to Survive. I'm not actually started it yet, but like it's in my like repertoire. I've watched the I've watched the little like teaser trailer. And I'm like, yeah. And I got recommended it by someone as well. So that is my audio visual, just purely for the trailer. It it grips me. And sometime soon, hopefully, I'll be able to start watching it properly. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't feel like I should watch that too, to be honest. Drive to survive model. This is fair amount of criticism. Um, it has. Another trailer that came out this week was Stranger Things, actually. There's five episodes for season six. Um, we didn't do it anymore. But that's not what I'm doing. What well, my audio vision of the week is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. 
and we went to the cinema on Wednesday evening. Probably one of the better cinema experiences I've had, to be honest. Like, there wasn't anyone overly annoying there. No, like, phone, like, just people who were on the phone, no people overly loud, but everyone was kind of just watching the film on their own. It's quite good. And to be honest, best guys in this galaxy film I've watched. Um, darkest guys in this galaxy film as well. I said to Kim after we left, like, my parents had Star Wars, effectively, I had Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, in terms of classic and whatever else, it's probably not going to go down the same. Like, it's never going to be as highly regarded as Star Wars. But for me, personally, it was just so good. Um, a really good way to end the trilogy and a really good way to end James Gunn's time at Marvel. And I was close to crying for pretty much film i didn't cry sadly mm-hmm. like i could have and that part of me wishes i would because for the rest of the evening i just felt tense like because i needed to cry and i just didn't but yeah really good film recommend it to very 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 emotional and yeah james kind of just amazing like it was really emotional but you just never had the chance to actually cry or like get over the emotional part of it because there'll either be a joke or there'll be a happy scene or there'll be something wholesome and it just makes the whole thing like really really bittersweet because it is a wholesome ending and I agree like I don't think there was any other way you could have done it really um I think that's probably the best ending it could have been in terms of just finishing the franchise and mm. like I don't really have any more questions like it's not like you're left with anything like everyone's story is complete everyone's story is yeah I've not really thought, thought about that until you say that yeah. but like it's kind of probably the first time I've ever watched the film and just thought Oh, so they're all just going to go and live happy ever after in that yeah. way. Like, want to do whatever they're doing. Like, it's, it's a really nice ending. But yeah, you just go, oh, so that's, oh, that's their life now. You don't go, mm, I wonder, like, you don't have to infer anything. It's quite good. Um, Kim, I don't know if you have one, because you didn't have one earlier. What is your thing of the week? I do have a thing of the week now. Um, it's been mentioned a few times throughout the podcast throughout today. Um, and it is GPK being on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Shout out. <laughs> out to, I guess Harry did. I love him. Yeah, I think I also just wanted to say, since I don't even think um, I've said this to Harry, but I am very proud of you too and how how much you've grown throughout the whole podcast. Like it is very, very nice to see. Obviously, um, I've been here from the start. Like when you two were even just talking about this and like, yeah just having the God's best kids name and 
think like, oh, we need to make this podcast. Like it has to happen someday. And it finally has. And it's really nice to see. And obviously I love working on it. So yeah, very proud of you guys. I'm really grateful for you as well, Kim. (laughs) I'm proud of you. Oh, that's so sweet. Kind words. I'm all emotional. I'm grinning like a Cheshire cat. Come on, <laughs> I'll get softer after the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. That's really sweet. Um, oh, everyone's flustered now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this room's getting a bit warm. <laughs> Um, the cameras off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, no, that was really sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I'd say the same goes for Kim. She helps us grow. Yeah, massively. Massively, massively. Kim. What is your thing in the week, then? Um, Is this supreme... Um, summer season outerwear thing that I saw on Twitter and it looks really pegged. I was like, it's out there, it's loud. It's definitely loud. Looks a bit like a cycling jacket, I'm not sure if it does. It does, doesn't it? it yeah, it does. Um, the cycling jackets are back. They are indeed. Yeah. You ain't definitely that uh, it's just something that caught my eye this week and I was like you know, maybe I'll, I'll give it a go maybe I would wear it possibly I think it is important to step out more like, I think I think everyone finds it very easy to just sit in a comfort zone especially when it comes to clothing I just ordered, ordered some lovely loafers so Nice. I look forward to those being worn quite a lot this summer. That's lovely. Yeah. Life is our life is our pan. So off Young's supreme cycling shirt potentially if it is that is your reminder to actually put yourself out of this summer, dress how you want to dress, not how people say you should. Yeah. Dress for yourself. And my thing in the week, if you looked, if you follow me on Instagram and you saw a picture of a car this week, um, that was a Jaguar XKSS. Um, so, you know, you're just sitting in a silent car park of a retail park in Lemington Star. But, you know, nice, peaceful day, nothing going on, no noise anywhere. Sudden, so you just hear a massive roar. You know? Is it a lion? Is it a typhoon? No, it's just a fellow driving one million pounds around to do his one cheap thing. Yeah, this is not a cheap bar. And he's, you know, he's just doing his Tuesday morning talk chores. One million pounds is a bit mad for a car. Yeah, and he was, he was there for like. 10, 15 minutes. Definitely just yeah. when it like popped into the shop or something and then left. 
He was not there for long at all. Yeah. Mad. A million pounds is a bit brosy. Why is it a million pounds? Like, like what's special about it? Um, well, it's 68 years old, first of all. So, you know, it's, and it's a thing of beauty, to be honest. So, but like, yeah, this, this thing, it, it, it's like art. It is, it is genuinely the curves of the body are so smooth and sleek. It's a testament to this guy. Fuck knows how much money he spent on this guy. Keeping it like, like perfect. And Lord knows how much he's worth. But this is like, this was. Yeah. And the, the, the noise. I think about it. The noise they make. That's just, it's so beautiful. I'll send, I'll send you the picture now. His wife was like, you spent how much? That's it's just yeah. like it's just classic example of like just men and like their toys like grown men and toys like you can admit one million pounds is a bit excessive for a car like I get I get the whole age thing but for a car if you're going straight like one million pounds is just a bit stupid but then like safe that is really nice but like, <laughs> it, yeah, it's nice. Like I hear it, but I think like that's like like a James Bond thing. So that's like, seven grand. I don't know. I don't know much about cars like, at the same time. So, but it's definitely a nice car. I have to have one now. You want to have one? You should have seen how many men like, just went out of their way on the way back to their class. Like, they were taking mm-hmm. full on detours across the whole car park just to come and look at it. <laughs> Donate it to climate change charity. That's what I do. We are basically at the end, so we do need to push through because Kim, Kim does need to get gone, sadly. Uh, no! I'm sure. New Year's. New Year's calling my name. Nah, it's not though. Uni <laughs> doesn't want to see you say Kim. God's best kids podcast does though. Uh, I mean, uni is uni is winning the battles. Oh, I hear that. The revision battle. Yeah. I am. I am currently losing. Good luck everyone for the finals. <laughs> Let's push through. Okay, so Kim, what is your Round us off sports picture. I'm excited for the French Open. Yes. 28th or 27th of May, it starts. Yes. I I love watching play, play matches, so. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. Is Rafa going to be back? I don't think so. I think he might still be. I think. I think Andy is on the edge of our playing as well. Regardless, I'm sure we'll see some good matches. Mm. Oh, well, gives one of the young boys a chance. This is gone now. I was going to make a joke about it because you said you love watching people play and play. You don't love playing and play, do Me? Yeah. I love playing and play. Success rate is like 
Oh, no one likes to show off. Oh my goodness. I can't believe you just did that on national TV. <laughs> could be worse. You could be like that <laughs> prime minister that um, had to do something to a pig to save a princess. <laughs> <laughs> Right. My sports picture of the week was going to be Roland Garros, but now is uh, Thursday the 18th of May, um, Newcastle versus Brighton. And that's just made to be a really exciting fixture. Um, two exciting sides. Brighton recently just lost 5-1 against Everton, fighting for the Champions League. Like, who would have thought that? Um, obviously, support them as locals, Sussex. Sussex teams in that. Um, and that, obviously Newcastle, high flyers, um, overachievers. So, yeah, two different brands of football coming together and it's made to be a really exciting matchup. So, yeah. That's my thought. Yeah. Do you know what? I always, I've always noticed it. Like, before that page started, like, I've always been like, who is this guy? But I, I um, wonder, like, sorry. No, no, no. So I was going to move on, so you go before I do. Uh, thank you. I just I was just going to say, like, I wonder if, like, at the weekend, like, Eddie Howe is going to make some, like, big deal, but, like, like that, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be, like, some sort of funny joke. Well, you know the, uh, the Bournemouth manager that completely aired him? Um, yeah, Michael O'Neill. He follows the page. <laughs> That's brilliant. But my sports picture of the week, so around us of this week, is the Heineken Champions Cup final between Leinster and La Rochelle. Um, if you ask people who the best two club sides in Europe are, Leinster would definitely be one of them. La Rochelle would probably be one of the French ones that you would pick out as the opponent. So it's quite fitting that they're both in the final. Um, Leinster are just literally the club of Ireland. Like, I think it's something stupid, like 13 of the team that started the last Six Nations game for Ireland play for Leinster, um, including Johnny Sexton. So if this is his last season, he's already won the Six Nations. He's in the Champions Cup final, which is the Champions League. And realistically, I'd say his team are favourites. Like Leinster are unstoppable this season. So it's most likely Johnny will be picking up his second piece of silverware in as many in a few months. Um, nice little story underlining this match is that La Rochelle's coach is Ronan O'Gara, who is the person who Johnny Sexton broke the points for Ireland record of in the last match of the Six Nations and was Johnny Sexton's predecessor as like Ireland's long time serving fly half. He's amazing at everything and everyone loves. So, 
this is going to be a good game. Like, La Rochelle don't have as many stars as your, like, Toulons, for example. They don't have the Penos, they don't have the Antonax, they don't have the Dupont's. But they have Gregor Rodri, who's an amazing number eight, and they just have, they are a well machine with one of the best rugby players ever as their coach. So, very good game to watch, I see. Sounds exciting. Lady and gentleman. And ladies and gentlemen watching or listening at home, whether that be on YouTube, Spotify, or um, Thank you for joining us this week. I have been Harrison and I've enjoyed myself. I hope the same goes for you too. Yeah, I enjoyed myself a lot. And I'm sure this will not be the last time you hear from the three of us, seemingly. Thanks to Kim for being a fantastic guest. Massive thank you to Kim for coming on. It's, as we've said, it's not an easy thing to do. And you've done well and you look after the podcast very well as well. Exactly. Definitely. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. Good luck to both of you with your university days. Thank you. Good luck, everyone. Love and affection, I see. Yeah, love and affection. Love and affection. Bye. Peace.